For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Believe in College Baseball. As always, we are your hosts, Alan Styles and Orlando Razo. You know, we are, we're powering through here. We're doing the best we can to keep it rocking during this tough time to be a little light uh, at the end of the tunnel. If you like what you hear, as always, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and Luminary. If you like us, give us five stars. If you don't, give us one star and tell us why you don't like us. And be sure to subscribe and download the episodes. So our resident... Um, guest provider orlando has come through in the clutch again we have another guest for the second week in a row so we're rolling here we're two for two orlando why don't you tell us who we got um and what we're going to be doing today yeah like i said last week it's going to be a little different on here we're going to try and do something a little unique every week last week we had craig giannino who was a phenomenal interview go download rate subscribe listen to it. Great interview. Talked about a ton of topics. Went on for longer than we ever thought. Today, we're going to, a little bit different tone. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, if you like that episode, great. This one might be a little different, though. If you like this, the last one, this one is on the complete other side of the street. Yes, yes, yes. It's on the complete other side of the street. We have a very special guest. He is uh 25th 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 round pick in 2017 of the seattle mariners he last year if there was such an award he would have gotten most good looking in the entire carolina league he is seattle mariners organizational pitcher brian paul ladies and gentlemen brian paul give it up I hear the clapping, but I, I appreciate it. But what's with the tone thing? If you want me to throw some philosophy at you, I can. We could darken it up a little bit. Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the it last, wasn't, like, it wasn't dark. Was it wasn't dark. It was, it was, yeah, it was very philosophical. It, it from a like, coach's standpoint. Yeah, well, I, I have some philosophy I like to base my life around. I could slap you in the face with that and just. We want well, you to yeah, just be I, you. I, I, Whatever's I, clever. Whatever's clever. Know, Slap me in the face with anything. Yeah, by um, the way, these two are in the same room. So I don't know about the whole social distancing thing. Um, I don't judge. We measured. we measured the six feet. Okay. That's yeah. a strong microphone. Great. God <laughs> love you. Real, real strong microphone. <laughs> um, but no, anyway, in all seriousness, we're, we're really happy to have Brian on. Uh, this is probably the weirdest time in my lifetime in any of our lifetimes. I think we could all agree on that. Um, so we, 
really just want to make some sort of fun in in this. I think we can all say boring. We're a little bored. Right. We're all a little bored, Al. Al yeah. Bored? Yeah. You know, it's almost like uh, I am legend at this point. I mean, you just do the same thing every single day. My mission is taking out the trash. I got to put my gloves on, take out the trash. When I get back, use a Clorox bleach on the gloves. Don't be I got hero. the wipes to make sure, you know, I don't touch my hand on the glove that I used outside. It's, it's, it's annoying as hell. And, I, and I'm tired of it. This is a nice escape from that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, this is our outlet here. This yes. is the trust tree. This is this is where we can kind of be ourselves again, right? Uh, and talk about sports because we don't have anything else to talk about, right? You know, um, you know this one might, this one it, we're going to talk about mostly baseball. Obviously, some other sports might come up. We're just we're just letting it fly today, you know. Uh, we're free balling it. We're free ball. Free ball. It's not Friday, but a free ball Wednesday. Yes, it's Wednesday. You know, so whatever you guys got going on. Thank you for tuning in as always. Brian, you know, how are you feeling? How's life going? You play for the Mariners uh, right now. How are you in, why are you in Arizona? Let's start well, there. Well, the, the fun part was I have a lease through the end of the month because spring training was supposed to be over with. So I'm kind of just riding that out, feeling out this whole situation. Got it. Uh, but with the, the, the NBA being the first tree to fall, you know, every other major sport filed suit and we're kind of in a whole, suspension of the season right now and they're just trying to figure it all out and everyone's kind of just clueless trying to go with the flow and stay ready whenever that time is so I'm lucky enough to be pretty much Razo's neighbor and uh he said let's do this because he wants to talk to me more so here we are there you go yeah it's almost like we had zero college baseball contacts but we just had baseball contacts so you know just uh I'm not going to say, yeah, never mind. What I'm getting at, this is great to have you on. No, you're settling. Uh, this is great to have you you're on. You're settling, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, my first question, it's got to be, how do you feel about Trump's response to the coronavirus? I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> we, just, we, just, yeah, we just lost all 12 subscribers yeah. that we had. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think uh, everyone else just signed off, too. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, this is – this is insane. Like, you, can you take us through, I guess? So this is, we wanted to get your, your perspective. We wanted mm-hmm. to have you on because you can provide a different perspective. People want to know, like, this has been kind of a highlight. I guess I look at Twitter and I probably shouldn't look at that as like, that's your main, that's there's some TikToks are good in the news outlet too. You yeah. Want to check that one out. Yeah. So TikTok and Twitter are my main sources of news. And that's how I see the whole world. And there's a whole lot of outpouring support on Twitter for, for you guys, for like the minor leaguers. Right. So, so can you take us through, I guess, like the whole process of, of like how it happened? Like, can you just take us through what, what were the events that unfolded? Because we know the NBA got canceled that night. And then you could take us through, you know, what, what happened since then. It's funny that we're talking about like this was like months ago. This has only been like eight, nine days, maybe like, I don't even know, 10 days. Cause it, the, the, when we found out I was in a, going to be in the game on the big league game against the Dodgers, I believe. Humble brag. Humble I was brag. literally going to say that, so, you know, but <laughs> well, I was like ready to go. And then we had a meeting in the morning. They're like, all right, guys, we're coming in sectors. Everything's canceled. It's just us now. It's just us. Like 
we're no more games. We're going to be coming in, throwing, facing each other, like inner squads. And then we're going to get out. There's nothing more, nothing less. And then uh, we just went home for the day. They're to cancel everything for the day. Then a couple hours later, they said, everyone needs to be back in the facility right now. Probably not the best idea to just bring everybody in the room, but right. all in the room. And they just said, we're sending it home. Like, there's no no one's at fault here. There's no fingers of blame. It was just, it's a safety precaution. We are, in my opinion, of all the sports teams are at risk because spring training, there's hundreds of guys in the same locker room, you know, coming from all over the country and had, just being with the Mariners or Seattle fans coming in around our facility all the time, you know, signing autographs and taking pictures. Like, we don't know what they're bringing. We don't know what people from other country, the players are bringing alone. So it's kind of a, it was, uh, it, was, it was kind of scary for a second to think that, okay, well, the NBA started a, a locker room of 12 guys. Right. Has, has it, you know, we're in the locker room with how many guys from right. everywhere just showed up when the, in like the heart of all this. So it, it was kind of freaky and of course taking it day by day. You only can be ready, but I don't see it happening. Yeah. I was so. going to ask what the current plan was as far as, you know, when, minor leagues are supposed to get started back up but they're not even sure when the major leagues are supposed to get started no. back up so, yeah there's, there's no there's no plan really they're, they're optimistic about a couple dates but all they're doing the they're staying on top of checking in on us they're from trainers and strength coaches they're sending us workouts that we could do without like just body weight stuff and mobility that we could stay on top of but other than that it's just yeah stay safe and stay healthy and then this is baseball taking secondary at this point because it's not as important. Now, are they sending you stuff um, assuming that you are stuck inside or are they assuming you, you're going to go outside to a park? Because I oh. wouldn't even do that right now. <laughs> I'm in California, but I'm not going to a park. I mean, in terms of what we're doing, it's more like in terms of lifting stuff. So yeah. they're assuming that no one has access to a gym right. unless you have like a home gym. So it's, it's a big, you know, like go on YouTube, Google P90X, you know, yeah, like dude, I mean, seriously, like I, at this point, why not? I, they could kick your ass a little bit. I know the yoga ones could, will rip my hamstrings out. So I mean, I did. Well, yeah. I did the yoga for the first time yesterday. I mean, if someone had a video, camera, it, would be, it was terrible. <laughs> awful. Yeah. Awful. I'm like, this is supposed to make me relax. Like no it's way. crazy. Um, but yeah, it's funny that you say that about P90X because a lot of these free weights, I know I said it on the show before, I play a ton of basketball. Like I eat, I like to eat a lot. And the only way to get my cardio is to play basketball. Like I don't like, so the secondary part would be running around, you know, running outside. I don't even want to do that anymore. So I'm stuck inside learning, dude, you should see me. I'm doing like the bot, like just like the Taibo boxing, like anything I can do to like get my heart rate up and get a sweat because I don't want to leave. Like every, I was talking to my friend today. It's like we, every, most people are going to leave this whole thing alcoholics and like obese, you know what I mean? And I'm just trying to like fight that away. Um, so if you have anything you can send over that could help me out, that would be great. Yeah. You know, I, I, I try to model my workout routine off of Razo cause I, Every single time I look at him, he looks better and better. He's been holding out on me then. He's been holding yeah, out on me. Look at that frame. Yeah, you know, I don't like to reveal, like the Jedi, you know, they never reveal their secrets. Um, no, it's definitely true. <laughs> but I was just going to tell him, yeah, I know, like it looks like he's been losing himself a little bit. So, uh, I mean, what are they staying on top of you guys? Are they checking in? Like how, oh, I, how does it – 
like how often, I guess, do you keep in contact or do they, do they update you? Because it's hard because literally no one knows anything. No one knows anything, but it's funny that you ask because uh, one of the other, other players in our organization texted me. He's like, are you getting three text messages a day from two trainers and a strength coach? I'm like, yeah. They're always just like, how you doing? How's your family? I'm right. like, it's great, but it's happening like every day. I'm like, still nothing's changed. But it, it's better to have it that way versus something else, you know, them just not yeah, caring right. at all. And look at them from, look at it from their side. They're, they yeah. got time to text people because they don't have anything to do either, really. No. They're just waiting. Everybody's waiting. I just couldn't imagine, like, because they, they gave players choices. Like, originally when the complex was open, to so like, hey, like the 40-man guys, big league guys, you could stay and work out and stuff like that before they shut everything down. But I mean, these guys have families and kids. You can't just expect right. them to stay here, especially during a time like this. Yeah. And the more this thing kind of unfolds and you're starting to see, you know, I was talking to a friend that, you know, the story about the 21-year-old woman in the UK that was healthy and passed away. This thing is, is scary, man. But, um, and it's funny, like, you sit, we sat here at the beginning of the show and said we were going to try to be um, – a break from it, but it has just engulfed all, you can't talk about something at this point without it coming back. And I think Orlando, to your point, this is a first, like the one thing I can think about, and I'm a little bit older than you guys was nine 11. So nine 11, I was 11 years old and like, that was crazy. Um, no, yeah, I was 11. It eventually, but the threat was like different, you know, it's like, okay, well, you don't have any flights planned or anything like that. My mom, like now we're just getting a bunch of information that I'm not, I don't know what to do with this. My mom sent me something to the effect of like, oh, on the, on the ship that left the cruise, they found something 17 days later that like an inanimate object that still had like the active whatever for COVID-19. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this information? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's crazy. Well, you were just saying you wouldn't go to a park right now. And like literally right after that, what I was thinking was like, oh, there's, yeah, there's probably a little bit of virus. There's probably a little bit of Corona on the, the swings. Yeah, you like, want to on those monkey bars? And I'm a big you, swing guy. So right. like I can't ride guy. the swings. That's yeah. the only reason I'm going to a park. I'm not riding yeah. the swings. You can't ride the swings. Can't get on. The, I would not get on the monkey bars. That that looked like a Rona all over it, dude. That mm. is like an invite. Yeah, the, yeah. Know, you're just rubbing your. You're shaking right. your Yeah, it's you're, like that would be a good uh, segment. Like what parts of a park are the best? Right. Definitely the slide. You got to stay slide. away from the slide. The slide, what could be I like think the, the slide would take it. I think that, that like those, you know, those spring things that you could ride back and forth, like with the springs on it. The oh, like yeah, the yeah, 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 anything those, with the those, grips on it, anything with grip, yeah, anything, anything with grip. Like I would take a back seat to like those, the monkey bars and the swings, you know, the that's seat. true, that's true. And the, the thing is, even if the Rona's on your back, yeah, you're not touching your back, you know what I mean? So it could be there, and as long as you don't touch your back for 17 days, you're fine. You know, we have no fine. idea how Rona. Well, we might have an idea, but we—I don't know how Rona penetrates us. Like, well, I think there, it was through your—it's through your mouth, through your nose. Yeah, the so mouth, nose, and eyes. I think mouth, nose, eyes, eyes too. It, it can't—it can't be back, and it can't be. Oh, English. but I did see. Um, did that test though about the English. Did you see that uh, thing about not um, eating out, not eating butt right now? Because that's another. It's it's. It's harder don't to get. Ass. Yeah, don't eat ass right now because you can get the Rona. 
Ooh. I don't know if the person you're eating has to get has to have it's the Rona. Like, it just yeah, creates it. Just maybe that, maybe it wasn't like, the bat. Maybe it was someone just going to town and yeah, just, the Rona got created. China. <laughs> just eating ass in China. That's how. Gosh, I got that's on my bucket list. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, oh, so cool. Brian, you got on the respect is earned Michigan man hoodie, which is dope. Um, I'm sure you got plenty, so just send it to Orlando. He can just ship it right over to me. Oh, my God. Don't even start about the Michigan gear with him. Oh, my. Is he just on your case? Well, he was on, he was on, been on my case for like two years, and uh, a package with gear for him got lost, basically. And uh, it was did it really get lost? No, it did. It got, it found like a year later, and he's wearing the Michigan sandals that he almost stole from me like 15 times. Wow. I wear, I wear these every night. They're, they're so comfortable. Yeah. I need you have to get some sort of Michigan like if right. you have access. This guy's well connected. He's very well connected. It's not like he was like some bottom of the barrel like, sure. g- like guy that just yeah. you know, got one inning at Michigan. Like no, he was he was very well connected. He's personable. So you were already done at Michigan when you got Orlando. Obviously cuz you guys met when you're on the Mariners. So yes. as a graduate, you left a years a couple years later and you said hey i need a um i need a swag bag and they sent you a swag bag i said i need a swag bag like the best swag bag we could get for the best guy i know wow and they sent him shoes if that's all they got they <laughs> sent me slides and a shirt and granted it's a great shirt you wear the hell out of the slides Looks i worked great. out in the shirt yesterday but Honestly, if that's like, I mean, if that's what you're rolling out, if that's what Michigan's rolling out, there, there's a reason they're losing every <laughs> year to Alabama. There's a reason. Yeah, that's not how you're going to get the to Vandy last year. In the right. Uh, they were there, though. They were there. They were there. I mean, look, I was at Little Old Temple and my friends, like, that's how friends are, though. Like, my friends saw me with stuff and they're like, yo, hook me up. And I'm like, I barely hooked myself up with this. Like, yeah. I literally gave them, I just got multiple shirts for myself and whoever was like close to the same size as me i was like you can just have this you know the shirt off my back because i have a bunch of extras but no swag bags here no swag bags um good gear though under armor is a nice little so we just we're switching now we're switching to to nike oh i don't know about that under armor pumps out some good gear i liked under armor and i know like the year before i went uh they were still adidas and i was like this is going to be terrible if I have to wear Adidas. <laughs> I was there for that the transition where my first two years we were Adidas, and then yeah. we switched to Jordan and Nike. That was my junior year, so that was fun and interesting because Adidas was upset that we're even considering like my sophomore year, and like Michigan started spending the rest of their contract like mm-hmm. with, like the money they on. So we we just were getting so much random things from them. Right. They had to spend the money. Right. And, right. And then, like the following year with the Nike and stuff like that, they just they just wanted to make it like a huge impression that we like they had Michigan or whatever. So they were just throwing more things, and it was a good problem to have. But like the Adidas stuff, it was it was just like, why do we need this? You know, no, I'd rather have. Way. I mean, I think like very underrated. I never used it, but I think it looks cool. Like you know who those random teams that were always really good. You know what they always wore? They always wore freaking New Balances. Like there was something like a scrappy team always had on new balances with like white laces and you know, the black cleats. And for some reason they were just randomly good. So I always thought like, 
I don't know if New Balance I, – I, I think they do batting gloves. I don't know if they do full unis, but cleats-wise, you could never catch me in some Adidas, but you could probably catch me in some New Balance. New Balance – I mean, it's not close to me. New Balance, the best cleats, like, you could possibly think. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, I, I I last year being my first year I played uh, in a long time. Like I, I ran through some cleats just testing the waters, and I had like one of each. And without even like thinking, like I wasn't never even thought about it. My feet would be hurting me, but then I'll be like, I was wearing my Nike cleats that day, or, and then I had my Under Armour ones. And I'm like, oh, you know what? These New Balance ones are actually right. incredible. Yeah, you do. You don't have to break yeah. them in or anything. No, they're perfect. Yeah. I had a friend, I, I guess I don't apply to this, but I had a friend that swears that like Nike shoes, I don't know about cleats, but are very narrow. So if you have wider feet, they're tough. Now, I, I've never had that issue, but I assume it might be a real thing. So maybe that's why your feet hurt. I don't know. I think a lot of it could be geared towards the, like the, the products and like main sport. Like we had Adidas and then you know their majority soccer especially right. a lot of the stuff we had like the gear was very slim fitting and the our cleats were like soccer cleats right which right. you know they were great but they were light but as a pitcher or whatever and even on turf they were, they weren't the best yeah yeah it's like i'm not trying they to nutmeg great and they felt great but they weren't yeah. right for the purpose that they were supposed to serve i'm not nutmegging somebody right now i'm trying right. to like throw a bullpen you know exactly jeez well that's good stuff man so while you were at michigan how far, how good was the team? How far did you go? I, we had, you know, it was my, my class was our, the first recruit, recruiting class for backage uh-huh. uh, coming in, like the first full one. Right. It was like his third year, I believe. And we're huge backage guys, yeah. by That's the way. That's I've heard. I've heard. I, I love backage. Yes. Particularly, <laughs> but we've, we've, been we've seen we've sang Michigan's as soon as as soon as I saw him with a couple guys in the starting lineup I think there were at least three under six foot about five nine you know five eight it just kind of pulled on my heartstrings a little bit and when I was there we had the tiniest infield of all time besides our first baseman Uh we were averaging like five seven it seemed like in the infield (laughs) You know, that's music to my ears, man. That's music to my ears. You recruited athletes. So, yeah, anyway, go on. I mean, you recruited athletes and you recruited guys who just knew the game, the IQ was high, and they were smart enough to have a good approach where at the plate they are just going to get it done. Right. Um, But he was – the teams where I were there, like he recruits the hell out of uh, California Mm -hmm. in the JUCO circuit because they have a good story coming out of their JUCO success uh, back at Jim Coach Nick Schnabel, and their story is going to East Carolina, and they just do well. And I just played with some of the best like Juco players out of California from I've ever seen and like just completely under the radar. And they just right. went on to dominate. And my freshman year, I think I, when I was there, we averaged 40 wins every year, all three years. Dang. Um, and we just, but we just underachieved. So we kind of just flattened at the end of the season. But mm-hmm. like one point in my sophomore year, we were like 37 and 12 or something like that. We were just rolling and, but we just fell flat at the end. Mm-hmm. Now, can you like, can you talk about, I mean, cause it's visible. I, it's really, really visible when teams have a, a winning culture because the way they go about at bats, the way they attack, the way the pitchers attack hitters. Can you go about how Backage has kind of formed a culture at Michigan, not only of diversity because he is like 
spoken out yeah. with that. Like yeah. I want, you know, I want to have the most diverse team possible, but also in terms of the culture there, the, the toughness that he's built. Can you kind of elaborate oh, on that? You don't have to worry about the, the toughness. He, he, he brings it. You, you know, when he's out there, just go one, watch one practice, Michigan baseball practice, and he's out there in the outfield with his glove, and he's tracking fly balls running through the wall, and you're like, oh, my God. Right. I, I remember, like, one of my first practices, uh, just we were doing BP, and I think I caught, called him off for a fly ball, and that was the last time I called him off <laughs> for a fly ball. Was he mad? Oh, my God. He was, like, in my face. He's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, what? Are you kidding yeah, me? Like, are you serious? <laughs> He's but, trying to get yeah. working, man. He he works with us. He brings in like we we'd be lifting at like six in the morning. I look in the corner and he's standing on a physio ball doing curls, and I'm like, right, what? Why? Yeah, why? that is crazy though because it's yeah it's I think it's super it, it's great it's it's funny to say because even if um, a coach is in good shape, you just assume that they work out on their own time and you respect that. But a lot of times, you know, you have random coaches that you've had that like aren't in great shape. And it's like, I don't know how far removed you are from playing, but you're right. sitting here making us do double days and stuff. I'm like, did you ever do any of this? Like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that wasn't an issue. He's a machine. And even when I was being recruited, um, like my family was just because I'm from Chicago, my uncle played at Illinois. So we were like in Illinois school almost. And I didn't know much about Michigan besides Michigan football. And then when I got on campus, it was like he was early on in his career at Michigan. And I, just, I was just like sold. And he was the youngest coach in the NCAA at the time. And he knew where everywhere else where I was going to go visit. Right. They were like my, one of my first visits. And he knew. He's like, oh, I know you're going here and here. And he's like, but I know you're coming back. He's like, I want you to go there because you're coming back. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to yeah. go to these schools. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then I came back on campus. I was like, you're right. It's like a little cat, cat and mouse game. Yeah, like no recruiting. Yeah, it was cat and mouse, and I was like, "Yeah, I am going to see the schools." And he's like, "Yeah, that's fine. I know you're coming back." Right. And so you're right. you said you're from Illinois. Yeah, from Chicago, Southside Chicago. Okay. Yeah, my dad's from Southside Chicago too. Because what I was gonna ask was, it doesn't really matter now because you're used to the cold. But I was gonna ask, does the does being in the cold weather do anything to you? But you're probably used to it. You know, if you don't get, you never really get used to it, but you just learn to adapt to it, I guess. Right. Um, I mean, if it wasn't, if the, if it wasn't over the, like the freeze, like the NCAA legal limit, we were outside. If there was no surf, snow on the field, on the turf, we're out there practicing right. outside because you can't replicate anything else. Like the pitchers would go throw inside just to just be safe. Don't be stupid about it. But once team defense and BP, you're back on the field and you know you're running around. You're 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 fine at that point. And our, right. Our turf usually heated up pretty well with the sun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a cup a couple things. I think that's even more impressive for him because uh, I obviously went to Temple, but I'm from the Bay Area, so I went to Temple because I had two scholarship offers and Temple at the time. Um, you know, I used to tell people, yeah, that's where Bill Cosby went to school. Don't say that anymore. Um, but being out there, Philadelphia is cold. It's not Big Ten cold, you know. But it yeah. is cold for, for me, especially coming from California. Um, California. And you should have seen my splits, man. Like, before the weather broke to after the weather broke, it was like 150 to 350 to fall right into my little, like, 290 category, you know. 
Um, so for him to, sure, Michigan is a big name school and things like that, but to convince guys from California who, if they're these, you know, coming out of JUCO doing really well, and if Michigan is looking at them, you would think at least a couple decently big schools in California is looking at them. For him to convince them to go to Michigan and play in that type of weather, that's even more impressive. And to get something out of them and just be like, you know, I think it's that culture of no excuses. I don't care if you can't fill your hands. Like, you can yeah, stay inside this baseball one way or the other. There's you a know? lot of that. And you know what? I don't know about you. I don't know if it's the – I got the wrong um, – I got the wrong brand or whatever. Those stupid heat warmers you're supposed to put in your pocket, they don't work. They don't work to me. Huh. At one time, I tried to put them in my batting glove and put my glove on. I'm like, this isn't doing anything, and I'm yeah. probably going to drop the ball now. So Are I'm you gonna kidding me? Oh, I, I used to do that. I used to do that shit all the time. No, like, they don't work. Twelve-year-old travel ball. I was putting hand warmers in my batting glove at all times. They don't and work. I was hitting nukes. <laughs> I, I like to see you. Were, first of all, where were you playing travel ball? Twin Creeks. Oh wow, it's freezing over there. <laughs> it was. It was cold. <laughs> it it was cold that time. It was like forty-two yeah. in yeah. December. Oh man, I, I don't know how you got through it, man. I have a story about those hand warmers so this past season we're in new jersey and i'm it's like freezing it's early on in the season i have those hand warmers and there was a heater in the dugout and had a fan i'm standing next to it and i'm just shaking them whatever and the hand warmer explodes into the fan and it just shoots right back in my face and my, oh my eyes in my mouth and i go up to our trainer he's like what the hell is happening? <laughs> he's looking at me because it's all around. i'm like i'm like am i gonna die like tell me right now am I yeah, gonna what's die? in there what's I, in I swallowed there? it and it's in my eyes I went and threw up because <laughs> it, oh. it hurt. It hurt. It burned. My eyes were red. And they, they were like, hey, you, you got to come close the game. Oh <laughs> God. I'm like throwing up and I like sprinted out there. I think I airmailed like five in the bullpen. I was like, here we go. Did you go one, two, three? You're damn right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's how it works. The worse bullpens you throw, the better you are in the game. That's right. How it always right. Happens. Right. I think it's similar. So that's why I wasn't worried. As soon as I threw the first one all the way down the line and they had to stop the game, I was like, I'm ready. Right. I feel like it's hot and cold with hitters for that. Like sometimes you could be in the zone, like, yo, I'm dropping, you know, seeds and dingers. And then you get out there and it's not popping, even though you feel really good. And then there's times where you never felt comfortable, but you know, you get like the duck farts and things like that. Then there's days where you're like, I've just been rolling all day long, you know? Um, so it's a little different for hitters, but it's, it's like the equivalent of like, Everybody knows the BP All-Stars. Like, every team has one who just oh, yeah. drops, like, 10 bombs per batting practice and has never hit higher than, like, 220. Like, every team has one, and I can't stand any of them because when the scouts came, they would look at me, then look at the freaking BP master, want the BP master, until the game started. So, yeah, half the time, they don't even – by your 290. <laughs> no, no. Half the time, they didn't even start because they couldn't even get on the field. But everyone would just look at their, like, potential, like, what is going on here? But guess what? They're probably 6'4 and left-handed, and they were just popping balls off the walls. After oh, the yeah. Just for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. So like, oh, I got under that one a little bit. The BP Masters, too, it's like their swing's all below. Right, like, it's right. not like they have like they're like Robinson Cano up there. It's like yeah, no, it's like it's a Tim Tebow esque swing. Oh, right, Tim Tebow's about to he's break. Yeah, he's, he's about to break a. to the show. Okay, he dude, uh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> All right, whatever. Look, look. The thing is, I don't mind it 
like nobody is going to say the the Mets are never going to say we're doing this for why they're really doing it for tickets. Cause, and I don't mind that. I, I'm very big into entertainment. Do what you got to do, but let's not sit here and pretend like he's, he's going to make some noise here and maybe I'll get proven wrong. He's going to hit a couple bombs. He's going to, you know, probably be awful in the, did you see where he chipped over his, um, cleat in spring training. How's that not like viral? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I took over his cleat. I just know he wants to make me run through a wall every time he gives that halftime speech. So that's all I care about. So the se- seventh inning stretch, he's giving you the the speech. Now you're ready to go. Oh, exactly. The problem is, it's ca- the problem is you're the Mets and you're already down by eleven. So it's gonna be hard to come back in three innings, but you can try. That shit. I, I I can't even I can't get started on ten. I, oh, did I you, so did we talk about did we talk about? No, he, he he's in big league camp, obviously. But yeah, he's in no. big league camp. But he he was oh, last, he was last year too. Oh yeah. Oh, he's he, definitely he, in the show. They I probably just made, got the show. They probably made him dope. They probably made him dope. Thirty two. They probably made him dope too. Oh, they yeah. give him. They give him like a ninety-two. Like he's yeah. Triple Did we talk about how he's gonna? I don't even know when the World Baseball Classic is supposed to be, but he's playing for the Philippines. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. Good for I mean, him. I would. I would probably do the same thing. You know, I, I would mean? try and play for any country that would sure. have me. Sure, that is less annoying to me than like him being on the Mets. He can play for Team Philippines every day. You I know? think it'd be awesome. It's he's be just good. like playing around with a bunch of like five-five guys that right. Like, yeah, no. They're going to love him out there. They're going to love oh him out God. there. He's going to inspire them. He's going to, like, light a fire into their ass. They might qualify. Right. They they actually might. Just because just because what Brian said, he's going to tell them to run through a wall, man. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a miracle on ice over there. <laughs> <laughs> they upset the U.S. <laughs> yeah. They just... <laughs> Oh my God! The quarterfinals. Yeah. So. Russia. Okay. So Brian, coming back to, um, be prior to you getting drafted and prior to you even being at Michigan, um, how big of a recruit were you in high school? Were you on the perfect game hype? You know, were you big? Did you do the perfect games, the showcases, all that good stuff? Um, Basically, how. Yeah, how hard was it for you to choose Michigan? How many choices did you have? Like, how touted were you coming out of high school? I, I didn't really, like, do any much – not much of showcases or anything like that. I mean, that, that stuff is huge now. I right. mean, you're not, you're not going out on weekend tournaments with – I mean, some of the best memories I had were me and my dad going on those, like, weekends and just playing baseball and then just Same. coming home. You know? But, right. like, nowadays it's like, all right, you better work on your launch angle and your bat speed and your exit below. Right, showcase. So like that's what we're doing Saturday. You're not going to play. You're going to be doing that. It's a different um, world, man. It is a different world. So in terms of recruiting, that's when like PBR and Perfect Game was just starting. Right, I would say. But I never really went to those showcases. I went to one uh, PBR showcase, the Super Sixty one, that is like the MLB draft one. My senior high school, but that was already after I was committed. I I went to those huge tournaments in. Jupiter and I think oh I was there I was there I went to the yeah. one of those the world so, the, something the world something world, world wood bat something <laughs> yeah. 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 WWBA baby yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, yeah baby head, I'm all right all right I already have an advantage so these kids don't not know how to swing a wood bat right so, yeah that, how many that, bats did you break I, I only threw once the all it took was my junior year I went and I threw 
the Friday game that they told me sort of like these schools were going to be there. And um, I was starting and I threw three innings and that's all it took. A huge storm came and wiped out. And they're like, that's it. You're done for the weekend. Like you're good. Like, right. My yeah. dad, I remember getting in the car with my dad and he's like, they, the coach just said, they, you have to call these, these schools tonight. Like they want to talk to you. And I'm like, really? Like, that's just, crazy, man. Yeah. It, it happened so fast. And then that fall, I kind of just went and visit all those schools throughout the, like, the following weeks and made my decision. Right. Was it close between, you said, uh, Illinois? Was it close? In Illinois, I visited my sophomore year, but they kind of like pulled up on recruiting on me, which was, oh, was, which was fine. Idiot. I was, I was, no, I was, no, I no, no, no. He's mad. He's mad. He's really probably mad. Done, uh, Illinois. Wow. So it's like a Baker Mayfield situation. No, not just at all. Feels well, I'm sure. Sh- yeah, I'm sure you guys just smacked them every year, anyway. Yeah, we did. Well, my freshman year was the year that they went into the supers and they were like won 50 games in a row, but we beat them in the Big Ten tournament to end their streak. Jeez, which was cool. But it, it was. Um, I just went and visited and made my choice on it. But it was the final two were Michigan and Louisville. But at the end of the day, I just. A lot of my friends were committed to Notre Dame and I was mm-hmm. really like intrigued about the idea of being a student athlete, such like a prestigious school and like the educational that came with it. So it was more just like, I know walking out with more than just a degree and then being a baseball player, it means more because it's a brand and it's a business. So right. you know, like they sold me on that part. And I'm like, I know I'm, this is going to be the best decision for me. I, right. I mean, they literally, it literally ha- has a saying, like you're a Michigan man. Like that's literally exactly. a saying. That, that was, you, like, I, you I was know, walking out of there with more than just a degree and uh, some memories on the baseball team. And it was like the connections forever. Right. They didn't come right. up with Michigan man for the baseball team. Yeah. They, right. Baseball. Exactly. They're a baseball yeah. school though. So they are a baseball school mm-hmm. now. Now. Baseball school. Yeah. So, okay. So how hard do you throw? Um, I mean, it's the this wind's blowing, the, the wind's blowing the right the way. The wind's blowing. It's just like, blowing, it's like, the equivalent of when people ask me how tall I am and I just assume yeah. I'm wearing I mean, like it, my Am I wearing shoes. cleats and did I stretch that day? Exactly. I, yes. Yeah. You, all of the above. You're, it's summer because everyone runs faster, hits further and throws faster yeah, in what's summer. The, what's the, the, the dew point and the humidity? Of you the, just the, did five arm circles. I just did five arm circles. I'm crow hopping. I think yeah. I'm losing my UCL again if I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm probably low nineties on a good day. I could nice. maybe. Nice, man. That's good stuff. No, it is funny though, because you're so right. And I always thought it was funny. Um, when you go to those tournaments, how little it, it almost like it was easier back then. Cause obviously you're talking college versus, um, the pros, but you go to one of those showcases and I feel like at, le- at least back in the day, they just need to see a couple things from you. Like you, um, you threw 90 a couple times, you're good to go. Schools are going to call you. If you're a hitter or, you know, if you get a hit, right. If you, if you get anything more than a single, you hustle, you hustle, yeah, if you hustle and then make one defensive play, I think I did that once. And then, uh, the coach I was with was like, do you want to go to, I, I think it was like, Hey, so, uh, Cal State Fullerton in Oklahoma state. They might be interested in you. Now, obviously, it didn't work out. But, like, I don't doubt that they probably were just because, hey, he got a hit. You know what I mean? He runs faster than a couple people, and he caught a fly ball. Like, like it's such go. a simple time back then, well, you know? It's funny you talk about that. I sat once uh, – We it was over the summer, and we hosted, like, those tournaments at our field in Ann Arbor. 
in our, I mean, our, it was perfect for our coaches because our coaches would just, you know, peek out and check out guys they wanted. And I just right. sat with them for one inning. It was just interesting. They weren't looking for swings or anything like that. He was literally watching them running out of the field, not to see if they're hustling, but just how their body moved. He's, huh. like, he's like, they're looking at the center fielder. He goes like, like, look at his hips. Like, this isn't going to work for this. I'm like, what? I'm like, boy, I'll get to the exact. That's line. hardcore. That's yeah, Michigan no, man hardcore. stuff. You know He's looking at his, his right toe. He's looking at arm action and everything. Yeah. Just like them warming up. He wasn't really even because you're not going to get much. No, yeah. The showcases are great that you could actually see the action mixed up for oh, he caught a fly ball. But they're right. looking at the arm action and like how the yeah. body works and operates, how athletic they are. No, I mean, as ridiculous as that sounds, it is so true that like the ones that stand out in college. And in the pros as well, because in the pros, you just see guys that hit the ball just flat out harder than everyone. Mm -hmm. But I mean, in college, like the best players are those fluid athletic kids that like they move like the way they move is smooth. Like there could be a six, three, 220 pound guy that has stone feet. And he looks like like he just wasn't meant to play baseball, but can connect every now and then. And then there's, you know, the 5'11 kid that's in pretty good shape. But the way he moves is so athletic. His hand-eye coordination, he picks it. Like, it's just just different the way. And, like, some people, and I would classify Backich as one of those people that can spot that, that can spot the way a kid moves, they can see that. And, like, they can see, like, oh, like, this kid, he moves very – like, he is a smooth athletic feel to his body. Right. So he is going to be able to learn and translate and develop. Whereas the guy with stone feet is like, he's just not going to be able to grow into his body before he can develop baseball. Or he's already grown already. Right. Slow, you know? Right. And I'll take it a step further, Orlando. It's funny that you say that because even at the same time, you can make the argument that that first guy you talked about that just connects every now and then for MLB scouts, he might have a higher ceiling than the 5'11 guy. You know what I mean? That's the crazy part about it, you know? So that's why, you know, if you're, if you are these top tier schools, sure. Some of them, they have all their guys, but if you look at what Michigan does, it's like you get some, you're going to get some super ballers just because you're Michigan. Then what else you fill it up with? You fill it up with the scrappers that just know how to play the game of baseball. You know what I mean? Right. Orlando, did you, um, you showcase guy, you kind of strike me as a showcase guy. So like I tried to be, I really, I really, really tried to be a showcase guy because that's when, uh, like Brian said, PBR, uh, PBR when I w- was around, cause I'm a little bit older than Brian by a full year. Um, PBR was still a beer company. I was enjoying, I was drinking PBRs before games real early. Yeah, before um, but anyway, I, I tried to be a showcase guy. I just wasn't big enough. Yeah, so, like, I'd go to these sh- no, showcases. So I'd throw. Yeah. No, that, I'm. What are you saying? Well, I, I know. <laughs> I know you're, you're, you're more wise beyond my years. You're so much older than me. But like those rankings and stuff, they just came off of like those guys. Are, like the remember on my list, I was always like, well, I'm better than these guys. But they were six four. Right. In high school and like. So, you know, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Like I would go to these showcases and I'd throw 82, 83, and I'd like strike out a few guys. I would throw well. And I went to like one showcase where I absolutely shit the bed. Um, but the other ones, like I did really well at, and like, I just, I didn't get looks until 
you know, I played with NorCal baseball and I didn't get looks until I, I started throwing in games. And I was like, right. our, I was like our, our guy that they would go to. And like, that's how I got looked at, but showcases, I didn't like, if anything, I, I stood backwards. Like, I, right. I'd be like, Oh, who's this tiny guy? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Um, cause Brian, it's funny that you said, cause perfect game is, was, is the OG. I feel like, cause I did perfect game. Um, and I think they gave me, I'm not going to say think, I'm not going to lie. I, I know, I remember everything that they said. They gave me like, they gave me a it, seven. It really hurt when you were 12 or like 14, 15. Yeah, they gave me a seven and a half out of 10. And they said, but they said I was a ball. I, so, you know, they do the normal showcase stuff. Then it ends with a game. I think I had two hits in the game. So I'm like, I'm golden. I go, I look and dude, you know, what was the funniest thing? What we should do on one of these episodes. See if the, um, the chart has changed because that chart was absurd. It was like 10. If you got 10 out of 10, you were top 10 pick all the yeah. way down to like seven was mid rounder. And I'm in high school. You're like dad, yeah, we're going to the pick. show, baby. We're going to the <laughs> show. Dude, that came around. I like, well, not only am I not going to the show, I don't know where I'm going to college. Like what happened? Here? That's where the business comes in. You're like, holy shit. I'm a mid round pick. Yeah. I need to go back. I got to do more. I got to do more. Yeah. And then what yeah. it said was, um uh plays uh somewhat like Kenny Lofton ball hawk in the outfield and then said could have easily been named to the uh all tournament list why do you think I wasn't named to it because I'm not a big monster like you guys said you know what I mean it's like there's no other reason and to this day it kills me because an eight that's that's top 20 rounds baby that's top 20 rounds yeah no, I, I would love to go and, and go, like, look at our rankings. Wait, wait, who's, the, our... who's the people doing the rankings, too? So yeah, I, would, I don't I know. I, I don't that. know. So the one that I went to, there was – I. granted, this is the other thing. Like, you're advertising to, you know, these 14-year-old kids. So I'm, like, thinking, like, holy shit, we're going to – we got Stanford. We may, mm. got, we may have some full, oh, little, fuller, little Fullerton action. You know, right. they're going to be coming to watch the boy. And like I, I look in the stands and there's like four people right. who I legitimately think just work for Perfect Game. Yeah, like yeah. They're like interns. Just wear a just wear a collared shirt. Here's yeah. a gun. Just and here's a notepad. Get out Get there. Out Kids there. are gonna shit their pants as soon as they yeah. see you. They're gonna love you. They're yeah, yeah. Love you. Oh, that's so, that's so funny, man. Because it was just you just didn't know what like what to think, what was going on. And then um, it's funny, you know, Brian, I know you said you went to one um, after you had committed because that those were the guys that annoyed the hell out of me because I'm still out here grinding and a couple guys would come like blow it out the water. They're like, yeah, I already committed to like New Mexico State. I'm like, why are you here? Yeah. Why are you here? You're like, oh, you're, right. you're taking my shine. Like, I don't have any offers right now. Oh, because man. they're trying to get that top ten pick ranking. Exactly. Perfect game is probably perfect game is probably just emailing them like you could come back and, and get hot. She's like, you just you just committed. You didn't sign. You know what yeah, I mean? That's fair. <laughs> you can decommit. That's always an option. You can they're decommit. Just like, like cold calling kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, like, yeah. we saw you got like a seven ranking, but there's always that opportunity to move right, up. Right. Right. Exactly. Hey. Now, Vanderbilt here, we, you, you looked all right, but we just want to let you know you're, 
Better. Yeah. <laughs> like, should I come to your camp? No, no, no. Come to Perfect Game. Yeah. We got a partnership with Perfect Game. <laughs> What's your name again? That's not important. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. That's great. Um, what else? What else we got? So, you, you know, obviously we've been talking about you went to Michigan. You've also though had a a, a ton of adversity throughout your career. Um. You got Tommy John your last year, your junior year at Michigan, and you had, you know, you had the surgery. Uh, that's when I was blessed enough to meet you. Um, and, and, you know, I, I always tell people this, you were the first person I ever met because I got there late because of Davis's fucking quarter system. And Razo decided to fail his final and go back to school after because he couldn't let it go. Um, oh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I got my degree. <laughs> I got my degree. That's not important. But um, you have faced so much adversity in the sense of you got your surgery. We're supposed to be out, you know, strictly the rest of that year. You know, you're go for spring training. And then the next year, 2018, um, is going to be, you know, your debut. And you had complication after complication. It's the back of my arm. It's, you know, everything under the sun could have kind of went wrong. And, you, you know, you you were mentally tough through it. And obviously it wasn't easy. You know, you went through some shit, mm -hmm. but can you just talk about, you know, the, the adversity that you faced and, and the obstacles that you've gotten over because you were an all-star last year to the listeners, all-star in the uh, Carolina league, most good looking guy in the Carolina league. So he's, he's battled some obstacles. So talk about the obstacles that you faced because it was, you know, I, I really felt for you when, when we were when we were together. You got a front row seat for it all because um, you know, it was tough because I got it. You know, I did it in January before our season started and not the surgery, but I, knew, I remember the pitch I did it on. And uh, the, the Michigan superstar College World Series hero, Jimmy Kerr himself, I was facing when I did it. And I always blame him for tearing my UCL. Like, I'll, I'll shoot him a text right now and saying, like, hey, you remember when you tore my UCL? And he'll be like, yep. <laughs> but um i tr like was in denial because i knew what the year was i knew the year i had in the cape leading up to it in our pro day you play was, in the cape yeah another humble brand. but i did <laughs> i but i knew i was like set up in a good spot all i had to do was pitch well in our pro day i pitched really well too so i'm like all right we just have to go do our thing keep this thing going and then when it happened i was just like lying to myself like i this is my draft year i have to pitch i can't not pitch and so i was basically just pretending to throw pretending to throw. like I was pitching but it was I got a quarter zone shot you know we played Seton Hall in our first our first series and I'm going into close and if, if you look at the the numbers on paper they're like oh my god like a dominant they had like three K's and like got the win in extra innings I was throwing like 85 I remember our catcher came out our our catcher came out and he's like dude they're they're they like third base coach just called the hitter over because they're like they're just gonna say you all you're throwing is sliders. I'm like, yeah, I don't care what they tell them because I cannot feel my arm. Like I was just flipping things in there. And <laughs> it, and then the next the next outing in California at Santa Clara, my uh, buddy Ryan Newtop pitched an amazing game, like seven innings. I think we are uh, a setup guy pitched eighth. I come in for the ninth for the close it. I drilled the first guy. You know, I'm feeling good too. I thought it felt good. I just drilled the first guy and just give up an absolute nuke to, to tie the game. And my coach in package comes out. He's like, 
know you're throwing like 78 and I'm like yeah <laughs> I like I'm thinking I'm done and then after that I saw a doctor in LA and they're like I don't know how you're throwing and then I went and saw Dr. Andrews in Florida and they were like I had uh two stress fractures and a bone spur two bone spurs that the bone spur was sawing through my UCL that's what did it so it, it was killing me and then um it was frustrating because like I said it was my draft year I had like you you go in, I like you had a plan. I was only I wanted to be here for three years and move on and get drafted. And then everything you planned for basically since you were in high school, right? Just gone. Like that it's just gone. That dream's gone. And I just knew I'd approach it differently. Teams still wanted to interview me because Dr. Andrews doing my surgery was a huge part of it. So it was I just tried to look as healthy as possible and it was about convincing teams that I'm okay at that point. It wasn't baseball related. Mm-hmm. It was just basically shooting the shit with scouts. And some teams were just straight up honest with me saying, Hey, like we don't feel comfortable doing it. And then there's some teams like, hell yeah, like you're on the clearance racks at Dick's Sporting Goods right now. Like we could just pick you up for whatever. So that's what was frustrating too. It was like almost feeling taken advantage of, but the, the Mariners were, were great. And like we, I knew a couple guys in the organization. They're like, we know you're fine. We know you're going to get through this and we want you. So that was like, and that's all I needed was just the opportunity. And they took me. And part of my, you know, affinity for Michigan baseball is because of, our draft class. Yeah. They pretty much drafted We're the Michigan Mariners, the Michigan Mariners. They drafted their entire class. Like, right. There was like, what, four guys, three, three guys, three guys that they drafted from his specific class. That's either, that's either genius or very lazy skill. Well, you're, you're talking about, like I said, underachieving in Michigan. Right. We had 11 guys drafted that year. It was a record. Right. And we just did nothing with it. I mean, we tried and we just came up short. But yeah, no. It, so, like, part of my affiliation with, you know, that the Wolverines with the Wolverines was because of, you know, they we drafted three guys out of there, and all three of them, like, you know, I, I know I, I like to give everyone a lot of shit, but all three of those guys are like three of the and and everyone that I met from there, you know, Brian's current roommate played at Michigan. Um, he just mentioned Nutoff, Nutoff, as I like to call him, uh, plays with the Reds. He's an awesome guy. Like, you know, everyone that you meet from there is just like genuine good people. Like, you know what you're going to get, um, you know, right when you meet them. So like that, that's part of the reason why I've developed such an affinity for Backage's program. It's just because not only he's recruiting high level baseball players, he's recruiting high level human beings. Um, right. So, so, so yeah, no. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm curious now how good was Michigan before Backage because, you know, how, how did he get all these studs? You know what I mean? Well, he, so if you look at that, it, it, Michigan in the early two thousands was, they were dominant. They were going back to back like super regionals and uh, they were always sniffing the college world series. They just ran through the big 10 and then they hit this like late, 2010s and early teens they were they were struggling before Backage got there but Backage is like coaching tree he was at Vanderbilt and Clemson and then he was like super young at Maryland and then that team went to back-to-back super regionals too with all his guys and came to Michigan and the program just kept ascending and what Orlando said about like just character like there was our locker room was great we there was not one guy that you can't have a conversation with not a guy that you didn't like or there was an, an outlier that you just like just kept apart there everybody's just a great group of guys all want to go in the same direction and just win and right that's what that's part about it was yeah man so what was so 
when was Backage's first year at Michigan? Uh, my first year was 2014. I want to say 2012, 2011, one of those. And he was at Maryland before then? He was at Maryland before then. Okay, so I have a crazy story, which is actually pretty funny. So <clears throat> when I was at the junior college, there was um, – our pitching coach was kind of a hustler, and he would always come up with other reasons for us to, like, buy – some stuff from him or whatever the case was this <laughs> Wait, what okay okay so basically in this in this situation he came up with i can't even remember the name of it it was called like something college baseball or something like that it was basically like a, a profile for people trying to get noticed right just like me players trying to get noticed and you would upload your measurables obviously you lie a little bit your bet your stats and then like videos of you hitting stuff like that once you did that he owned this website i i think he just like had had a hook i don't know what i don't know so what the, the pyramid deal scheme was. that's what you're something saying. but it was legit like um coaches it was probably you know like probably the lowest level coaches would you could see it's very funny you could see when someone viewed your profile or they could and they could then message you, right? So I'm not going to exaggerate for like, because I hit like 413 at the JUCO. And I always thought I should have got more looks. For like a two-week span, Marilyn would look at my profile every day and never reached out. And now I'm thinking, Backage, Diversity, JUCO guy, Cali, they probably were they were they were wondering about me. They literally were wondering. Literally, spring Michigan baseball JUCO right there. You know, you they were wondering about me. That is it. that is hilarious to me. God, that's funny. You have some. You should have some against back backage. Yeah. Now. At least he looked, man. At least he looked. He's cock teasing you this yeah, whole time. I mean, exactly, like, exactly. I'm like every day. I would see like an alert, and I was like, did he, did they finally message me? No, just viewed my profile oh. again. And the thing was, I only had, I had a nice, uh, you know, there's always like the team mom who, um, her son was also a sophomore. So they <laughs> did my, out. yeah. So actually he was like a blonde catcher, like very good looking guy. Um, so his, uh, his mom like made sure we got video of us hitting like BP. And then actually did our game or did my game film too, just for fun. So, but once it was up, the season was over. So I'm like, what are they looking? I think they were, might've been waiting for other people to commit or what the deal was, but that is crazy, man. Cause that definitely is the same time frame. That's, that's nuts. Damn. Oh, that's great though. That, yeah. You could have been playing for the fighting Eric packages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. could have been a Terrapin. So, you know, we just talked about, you know, we just went on for a while about Michigan and, and how, how great of a program that is. But, you know, obviously you did move on. You're now with the Mariners. You had that one, you know, I guess you can call it one and a half gap years because we got drafted. Yeah, I got drafted, then didn't pitch at all. And then but you were there with I, us well, in yeah. the AZL. He, he, so yeah. Brian was like, I, I would say, I would argue he was. Maybe, I, was I was on the team more than most people, I would argue. He's probably the. The team, the AZL, Arizona League, for the, the listeners that don't know, and, and a little, quick little background about the Arizona League. You are playing in the middle of the summer in Arizona. So 
case you don't know much about Arizona, it's a desert. Geography is a little off. It's a desert. So it averages in the summer, I'd say about 105 to 115 degrees on the average day. Um, so you're practicing from, you're getting to the facility at noon every day. You're eating, you got your meeting, whatever. You're practicing from about 2 to 4.30 in the heat every single day. You get a nice little break. You know, you get your little ham, ham. I think sometimes we I, just got ham. Hey, I don't know. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't on that schedule. You tell me. Get so your rationed ham. Yeah, we just got some ham. Um, and then they, and then you played a game at seven. And Brian knows he's not playing, like, throughout the whole year. He could have gone home. The guy, like, would show up to our games, like, would hang out with us in the bullpen. So he was like team guy of the century. Right. Just going and hanging out with the boys and like getting close with, with his draft mates. So I, I think that already made a, a really good impression. So you're out. I don't know if you have anything to say on that. I mean, well, it was a lot of it was because like, I mean, I was, I was the guy they drafted with the, the busted up arm. I wasn't. So that's what kind of it was. It wasn't nice, but it gave me an identity right away. It was like, this is the guy we drafted who doesn't work. We have to fix him. Right. Um, but I didn't know anyone, you know, I knew like my Michigan guys, but they were, they were sent to Everett right away uh, the short season. And I didn't know anybody. And I just had my rehab in the morning and then the games after. So I, I came in and I would ask our clubhouse guys, like I have a uniform and I would just go shoot the shit in the bullpen. And we had a blast, but I'm, right. I'm not going to lie. It got old after a while. Like I would stay the whole games and our, our strength coach would, he's like, dude, you have to leave after a certain innings because you need to sleep. You need to rest. Like you, all you're doing is working out. Right. Like you can't be staying out this late. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Okay. And then like, after a while, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to leave <laughs> after like five innings. I would just bounce, yeah. but it was for a way to connect with the guys and get to know everybody. And I, I had fun doing it. I, it was the best. I didn't have to worry about anything. Just hang out. Yeah. I'm sure you never stayed out late on any mm -hmm. nights whatsoever. No, especially when you guys would have an off day. I wouldn't, go out or anything with you guys yeah we never smart. never did that smart uh, <laughs> smart smart very smart um but uh what was that place when we were dancing on the box i don't i would prefer not to uh to remember that one um but so anyway so you're out for for that half a year and then you know you're you think you're gonna come back you think you're gonna come back strong mm -hmm. And, you know, your, your arm is just not working. I can remember, you know, my first spring training, you know, you're telling me like, Hey, you know, my, my arm just doesn't feel right. Like no. it feels tight. It's in the back of my arm. It's, it's not good. And I remember like during spring training, we would be stretching, we'd be in our stretching lines in the morning. And I just see Brian like walking with the trainer he's like doing laps doing walking oh laps uh, with the trainer so can you go can you take us can you take us through that because God. that was like you ended up being out for obviously you know that the whole next year yeah and with you know complications from it but like take us through some of those you know those obstacles well, that you went through so like the coming up on spring training I was, I was coming up on roughly a year since my surgery which is like an was the the norm for uh tommy john but now like the norm is like 13 14 months almost mm -hmm. and which was fine i knew i really didn't have any expectation to break with the team or anything i was more just 
they told me to take my time, get healthy, but I wanted to break with the short season team to go to Everett, Washington, which was a realistic goal starting in June or whatever it was. Um, but I just ran into some troubles with throwing off the, the mound is such a different animal than just playing catch. Um, you know, I, I just learned so much about my body and how it works and the impact of the slope. But, oh, my God, they, I would be in the training room because my arm was hurting. They're working on, like, my legs, and they're, they're pressing on things, and then the trainer would be like, go for a walk around the complex and come back. I'm like, what? I would just go walk and take a lapse and I'd come back. They'd make me do something else. He's like, go take another walk. And they're like, how do you feel? I'm like, fine. <laughs> I'm like, where are irritated. we going with it? Yeah. Very irritated. Yeah. <laughs> Emotionally annoyed, but I physically fine. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, the, you know, some of the wizardry that happens, it frees up certain things and it just, it just helps out. But you're at the, in the moment, I'm like, I just threw my arm hurts and you're poking at my right hip. Like right. what are we doing here? And then they're telling me to walk around the complex and get my steps and my Fitbit. <laughs> Which is, yeah, you know, going back to our situation now, my Apple Watch, man, it's struggling. I haven't broken my amount of calories. You know, I've done it like oh, once in the it past. the worst month. when it tells you to stand up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to get my stand goal yesterday to close my rings. I'm like, geez, thank the Lord, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Um that's why you don't get an Apple Watch. Yeah, that's also true. It was well, so much. It was wait, so much at, fun. Hold on. Literally just got one. Look, almost. Stand, it just said you're almost. <laughs> I just got one stand. too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so when you think about this, is a very general question. You know, you talked a little bit about um, this always being your dream, and it's everybody's dream who plays any type of sport to make it to the highest level, and you're still in the middle of that path right now. When you got drafted, albeit, you know, the circumstances weren't exactly uh, what you would have hoped. You know, it's not like what you see on TV during the College World Series where someone's up to bat and they get drafted. And I'm like, that was always like the coolest thing to me ever. Um, But from getting drafted to where you are now is your experience pretty much what you would, which, because I'm sure you talk to people who have been drafted before, who've been through it. Is your experience what you expected it to be? Is it different? I think it's, it's nothing like I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It's a great question. Though. Yeah, that, it's nothing like I expected it to be because no one thinks I'm going to go to two years of college and have Tommy John and miss my junior year and get drafted. Right. <laughs> right. So that's right. not the, the route I would prefer to have taken. But um, like I said, it gave me an identity going in. Mm-hmm. And I have great relationships with – all like a lot of our Mariners staff because it, it, I worked with them individually and throughout my rehab process and it took a little longer than it should have. But um, my first season last year, uh, it went well, but that, like, it's, it's everything that you would ever hope. It's just, it's, it's fun. And people always ask me like about, is it harder? Cause you're not rooting for like your teammates and like, you're not trying to win. You're trying to do this and that. I'm like, organically you just do you know like you, right. you become friends with these people you're with them every single day for ba- your life's basically shut down for eight months right with spring training and mini camps and stuff you're with them every single day you you come up with these relationships where they're almost like your family away from home and you not rooting for them would just be disrespectful and you have like something you do you look in the mirror yourself yeah yeah i mean when you're up to bad when you're on the mound it is at the end of the day it's you and it's it's you so sure if if the other person that 
you know, is the spot between you and whoever is hitting a bomb every time, then you're probably just screwed. But besides yeah, that, yeah, that's when you just know. Yeah, yeah. But besides that, you know, you, you can control what you can control. And in those other, uh, in the leagues, I'm not sure where it starts, but in the minors, if you win, you get rings and you get like, you know, like bonuses and stuff like that. So it's not like you're playing for nothing. We no. understand that sure. You're trying to get to the big leagues, but you know, I would sell, I mean, you don't know how many times you're going to get to, you know, pop champagne in the locker room. Right. You know and, what I mean? And Orlando, was, Orlando got to celebrate Sarah. You know, I never won a championship and at any level I'm here and doing Zog sports. And I'm like, yo, I'm about to bring some champagne to this soccer league. And if we win, I'm popping that shit. Like, I don't care. So, dude, you know, one of the reasons why baseball going back just to the champagne thing baseball right. is the best sport ever because you pop champagne after literally anything like right right you win right. a wild card game boom let's get hammered <laughs> yeah, <that's cool>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a problem with the wild card game so it's like you guys barely squeaked in yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I agree with that. Jumping on each other with this. And but if you're in there, you're telling me you're not going to be living it up oh too. God, no, no. I'm going <laughs> to oh go crazy. This yeah. guy, I mean, he's not even on our – so we, oh, yeah. we clinched the first half of the AZL. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we clinched the first half. So we, we clinched the playoff berth. And I got the win. Not a huge deal. Um, huge deal. And, huge deal. Uh, <laughs> they were going to call him up from AZL. Yeah, I mean, they – like we're celebrating, like we're popping like bottles, and right. it's like this is the AZL, like oh, right, we're, right. We're getting, and you clinched, you clinched, right? We're having a great time. Yeah. That's great. We're having a clinch time. That's great, man. Look, uh, you know, correction, have won a championship, seventh grade CYO basketball, a little CYO. young to pop bottles. You know, it was more like Martinelli's. Uh, we got the Martinelli's, you know, cider going, but. I'm telling you, man, so I think it is a very interesting situation because, yeah, especially being a pitcher, I feel like pitchers have a lot of opportunity, but there's also a lot of competition, right? Because when I look at um, the draft, just from what I've seen, it seems like these are the people that get drafted. Uh, Unless you're just a stud closer, it's a bunch of starters, and then they end up being turned into relievers or whatever, a bunch of shortstops besides and first base, sure. Besides first base, catcher, pitcher, it's a bunch of shortstops and a bunch of center fielders. Besides That's like the, the field. That's yeah, it. besides the big boppers and the and you know what I mean and the catchers. You know, so everybody is the best of the best and they all have these stories. So you already know that going into it. So I feel like even though you're competing with them, you understand that this is what to what people always say. To be the best, you got to beat the best. Like, what did you expect it was going to be? You know, so it's like, and, and it's also funny when you think about, like, especially with money involved, like, because everybody in college, I don't know about, you know, I think it happens on every team, probably. There's always someone that's, like, complaining about playing time. And I feel like there's that, and that's a big part of the kind of back and forth. I feel like in the minors, you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's kind of like, I mean, they're going to play, they're gonna play uh, you know, it's really just up to them. Like, I don't think, you know, like you're in the hotel room or maybe sure. It's like, I would like more opportunity, but it's not the same as college. Like this coach not like me. It's like, no, we're all trying to get paid. We're all trying to win. Clearly you're not doing something right. Like the whole, yeah. you know, sure. There might be like, well, we have a bunch of money and some guy. Sure. There's some of that, but 
if somebody is balling out, like you can't keep them down. You know, there'd be no point. Guys in there, who if the organization noticed someone doing something wild, well, you keep throwing them in that position. Or if even if they don't play that day, it comes up in extra innings. The organizations like they're always watching. They're like, hey, we want to see if you could come up clutch in this extra inning spot. Right. They throw them in. Like they put you in situations or that you're playing every day because it's a compliment. You know, like mm-hmm. it's like any other level. If you're playing well, you're going to be in there. But from a pro standpoint, they're trying to put in positions to learn about you. Right. How they can like if you could bring you up to help them win a championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also about like what do they see you as, right? If you if they see you as look, this guy can help out. He's a little lefty against uh, righties, and you know he can get some bunts down. He can steal a couple bases. They might sure if you're balling, balling. They can they'll put you out there every day. But if they're not looking at you, is you're probably not going to be our everyday center fielder. That doesn't mean you can't still make it to the big leagues, you know what I mean? And help us in some way. Um, so I feel like it's very interesting in that way, because at the end of the day, when money is involved, people just want, you know, the best out there, you know, cause even if you put a bunch of money in someone, these, these they're billionaires. They're, they can be like, all right, we whiffed on this one, but we got lucky on this one. It's like playing roulette. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent agree with that. Like, it really, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, they, they have their money guys, but it, it's really performance based. Like if right. you're, if you're, if you do well, believe it or not, you're going to play. Yeah. Like it's, it's what, yeah, what, what a concept. No, I know it's, it's wild. Can you say that again? But slow. <laughs> Are you if a scout? You, Are you a scout? If you do well, <laughs> you'll play. It's, that's the Booger McFarland. But, uh, Don't write that down. No, I guess also going uh, like you've been through a despite not being with the Mariners for particularly long, you've seen and we 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 together have seen like a, a a transition with them. When we first got there, I mean, let's face it, their farm system kind of sucked, yeah. and now it's a top five farm system in all of baseball. Yeah. Well, we were thirty one and thirty two prospects. We were number thirty one and number thirty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, we obviously. Yeah. Um, so we were we were up there. We were highly ranked. Um, but you've seen a transition from going from a bottom five to a top five in less than three years. Mm-hmm. So can you, I guess, elaborate? Because because when I first got when we first got drafted, we had Rap Soto. Yeah. And no one knew how the fuck to use it. No. The next spring training, we got seven to. 15 rap sotos you know all across the bullpen track and spin rate guys are checking in after every pitch so talk about that transition and how like rapid it was i know we don't have that much time left um but i did want to get into this because it has been so crazy to see it's been awesome to watch too because i love the people in the mariners organization and i love their goals but like talk about how much of a transition it was to go to a technologically based development system I mean, you could talk about more like just in the azl when i would sit in on those meetings before i stopped going to them um <laughs> it, it, it was just like the classic baseball like establish the inside part and then soft away type thing or you know like now it's the technology is a great resource but if you're not executing it properly it's not good i mean you're not going to get any benefit from it, but the numbers are just kind of just overwhelming about the new direction of baseball and how quote unquote it's been 
played the wrong way, almost in terms of a pitching standpoint. You know, you're not, yeah. you were never taught to pitch up. Well, guess what? The way t- hitters are taught now in the swing path, pitching up is the where you're supposed to live. Right. And there's people just having obvious success with that. And so it's the, it's just like a culture shock too. I mean, cause you have a bunch of guys who uh, are in a room who've been old school the, their entire life. And then you're bringing in a bunch of young guns and, and with some laptops and they're like, Hey, like I know baseball's played with this way, but this is what the numbers are actually saying of how the results are actually occurring. And they're like, you have, kind of have to hop on board with it because it, they always say like they're giving us the answer key to get to the big leagues. And if you're not taking the, you're not stealing the key, then you're, you're wasting your career. Right. Yeah. And even that's crazy, man, because even just the philosophies besides like technology, I was tell I said it on the show before the guy that really changed. I mean, I was decent before I got to the junior college, but the guy who really changed my career was a guy who played for the Expos, you know, and he played for a couple teams and he would sit, he would tell people, he's like, why are you, you know, why are you swinging down? And the answer would always be, I don't know. It's what coaches always tell you to do. He's like, why would you want to hit a ground ball? You know, right. I'm like, I don't know. I just think we're supposed to. And he's like, watch big leaguers and tell me which big leaguers actually swing down. And Juan then you go and Pierre. do it. <laughs> yeah, one be And David Eckstein. Yeah, that's the first guy that came to my head. I thought about saying Choke that. up, just freaking hit into the ground. Um, and so, yeah, those, everything, the philosophy, the technology, everything just keeps progressing. So, I mean, it's a beautiful thing to see, especially, like you said, when it's used the right way. Um, if it's used the right way and you're bought into it, but at the end of the day, it's still baseball. And like, right. I think baseball is always going to be technology, but this information though, you, it's great. Is if, if you just have to go execute the plan. Right. And, right. You know, like you could say, Oh, I'm trying to do this. There's to that, but if you're not doing it. Baseball is still going to beat you. Yeah. Right. I've always said that like this whole wave of analytics and all like people get so terrified at this term like it's it's a really polarizing term but what it really does is it identifies an individual's strengths and identifies their weaknesses Mm -hmm. and it helps that an individual player maximize those strengths and hopefully maybe turn those weaknesses maybe into not a weakness but what you're really trying to do is you're trying to maximize yeah. what you do well the best. And that's why people get so afraid of it as if it's like, oh, this is it's ruining. The, it's like, no, this is just identifying what an individual. It's it's the best way to maximize right. individual talent. Yeah. I mean, I was going to ask, I was going to ask, how do you guys feel about the extreme shifts? But I realize you're both pitchers, so probably love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's great. If you want everybody to swing up, uh, right. to hit a home run, it's good for all of us. Yeah, but like the like numbers say though, the most the majority of the runs are scored by by home runs, and stringing hits together is just not likely. Yeah, so it's it's home run or bust almost. Well, that kind of answers my question as to every uh, couch manager or couch coach, me included, sometimes just because you know I was a I am a little lefty, seeing the guys where there is nobody. You're a left-handed batter there's nobody near third base and you're wondering yeah. why not just 
put down a bunt. And when people do it, it's cute, you know, like especially being a Giants fan. Brandon Belt loves to do that shit. And I don't really like Brandon Belt, so it just annoys me. But no, I'm like still out on Brandon Belt. I'm, I've been out. But for yeah. other for in other situations, it's like, why not take the hit? But to your point, the string and hits together thing is like, first of all, that's not why they get paid. You know, yeah. we're not getting you're not getting paid to bunt and get stuck at first base, you know, because you can't steal a base anyway. Um, and then second of all, analytically, the whole stringing hits together thing, like you said, it's right now it's kind of uh big ball or bust and chicks dig the long ball. Yeah. Well, you know, someone who he was an outlier in this whole thing who gets on base that comes to mind is Nick Madrigal with the White Sox. He does, cause he does not strike out, but he right. will get on base and put pressure on the defense to make a play. Right. So like there, there's one of those guys in your lineup that you almost need who are sure. going to be sure. super tough at bat for, I mean, just for RBI purposes. Yeah. To drive him in Cause if he could get on base with a walk and you know, he's not going to strike out one of those hits are going to come and it's going to help. Right. That's one out of nine hitters though. Exactly. I, so if you're not that guy, numbers, you know what I mean? If you're yeah. not striking out 12 times in a season, you can't compare yourself to him. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, I know the last question I have, um, and I'm going to ask it right now. Again, Brian, thank you for taking the time. Uh, this has been a magical show, a magical show. Uh, but we got to take it back to Michigan, and Orlando knows I was going to ask this question. First of all, I got it's a two-parter. Were, when you were there, were they doing the number system? Like, oh, uh, with the, the cards? Yes. So, so I remember that meeting. Uh, I think for some reason the playoff or not, one of the regionals we may have missed a sign or something. And um, this my junior year. Remember he walked in and he said he was talking to some co one of his buddies. Another he package walked in. I was like, we didn't. They didn't miss any signs last year. You want to know why? Because they wore these damn cards and he would like just put the number systems. But I have never seen ever a pitcher wearing the card on their arms it's, like, it's a little bizarre is it a rule because i'm seeing other schools do it too and we, we talked about it i think if it's on your um your it's glove if it's on your glove hand you're good fine but i mean but why like what it it's, should be outlawed it, should, it, it needs to be banned yeah. and if you you're not a quarterback it, yeah you, you got to be suspended you <laughs> have to be suspended in in out of respect i'm i'm saying hey like you guys could feel free to hit me because my pitcher is wearing that as a hitter. Right, right, it, right. I mean, like, it's it, pace of play, in my opinion, probably even slows it down more. Right? Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. It does. I mean, yeah, it's weird, man. But I lied. I, I lied. I do have one more question. We did this, I think it was our second show, Orlando, between our first and second, or maybe even our third. Okay, this game is called Cool or Corny. Okay, and you're a pitcher, so I think you're going to like this. Maybe not you, someone on your team, or just in general. A guy gets hit by a pitch, sprints to first base. Cool or corny? Uh, I'm going to go corny. Thank you. Thank I'm gonna go, you. I'm gonna go, here's the thing. Like, oh, we hate that shit. Orlando, I'm like, I don't like, like, uh, it's it's funny sometimes, I guess. But right. It's like, but it's funny if you know, like, like I do a lot of stupid things. Like I do a lot of stupid things, like the green screen crap I've been doing in my yeah, free time. No, I'll get to that. I yeah. Got that, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's fun, but if you don't know the person, it's just looks stupid. Yeah. If you're on the team, I'd be laughing. Like, right. Like, I think, but I think 
the thing was, I don't know if anyone did it before, but what I was saying was the first time I saw it was like in regionals or super regionals. It was and it looked like, that. and it, yeah, and it looked like, it wasn't, he wasn't trying to be funny. I, it looked like he was just juiced up. Oh, and like got hit in the face or something. Yeah, yeah, and he sprinted and I was like, yo, talk about running through a wall. That was dope. Now yeah. you got guys that like get hit and then like almost pretend like they're injured and sprint down. I'm like, yeah, no. what is this? No, see, if you get I, – I honestly had no idea. If you get hit in the face and you – like, you have full permission. Okay, like, whatever, man. You got hit in the face. Like, you can do whatever you take, want. Take a month off. If it's, you're on gonna get, like, it's on me. It's on me. You get plunked with a curveball, like, in the leg, and you're, right. like, doing, like, a Kyle Lowry, like, I don't know. Like, if it seems, like, super brilliant, and you just go like, yeah. it seemed like I can't wait to get hit so I can do this. You right. know what I mean? It's not yeah. just like happening. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I hate that. No, that's why that's why we got along. We both yeah. we don't like that type of bullshit. On a side I, note, if I'm a hitter, I'm wearing a face guard and an elbow guard and a shin guard. I mean Really? You would go face guard. I would I would go with a Oh with, sure, I would do yeah, that. I would do thing. that. I've always said that's why Pete Alonzo got drafted so low. Was because when he was in college, he wore the like the softball like face mask. He wore double. You wore double. He wore like a full on like Reese uh, Hoskins like did the, that for a while too. Like a full on softball mask. No, and like he would hit bombs, but it's like how can you draft right. someone? You know what? That's the equivalent of that's the equivalent of someone who was it? Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name now from uh, the NBA that shot underhand. Oh, uh, from Rick the free Barry? throw, Rick Barry. Rick Barry, and people were like, and it was it was on like oh, a, no, no. it was on like an outside the lines or something, and it said that Shaq or someone that really was bad at free throws, Rick Barry reached out to them, and they were nailing free throws like practicing doing it, and they just said, "I'm refusing to do that in yeah, a game. I don't <laughs> care how many points I make. There's no yeah. way." Jackie right. Moon, that's in semi pro. That's how right. he's like. Flipping it in there. I heard that's what got LeBron drafted. Was the under. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly yeah. what got LeBron. about that. Um, so, I mean, my, I mean, I guess I probably this is you could say it's my last question. I'm gonna say tentatively, it's my last question. question. I might have one more. I don't know. Um, but you have found a really good way to entertain yourself. Uh, you know, in this this quarantine era that we're living in. You sent me a video the other day of what looked like you were running through a war zone uh in world world war one uh because i knew it was world war one because it was trench warfare so you younger listeners out there just know world war one trench warfare world war two uh the nazis Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah, but anyway uh so you sent me a green screen of you you were running through a war zone a trench war zone and I was like, oh, my God, Brian's in trouble. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. You got a green screen. Yes. You have a green screen at your apartment, and you have been entertaining yourself, reenacting. Would you get that on Amazon? A, we have a three-bedroom apartment, and one is strictly the green screen room and is for entertainment purposes. And um, that's the clip he's talking about was uh, the scene in 1917 when he's running right before they all – attack oh yeah yeah so uh we inserted ourselves running through the field with him and just basically taking one for the team protecting him and uh 
is really symbolic of what's going on. You know, we're doing our, our job by staying home. Yeah. And so we're just taking the ball. That's deep. Yeah. With, amongst other, amongst other things. With like water guns too. They're I, like I was running. A, I had like, a banana. <laughs> yeah. He's got like a banana in his hand. Um, oh, but brilliant. yeah, talk about, can you talk about, uh, any, any desire that you'd like, you know, what other, maybe a particular movie you'd like to shoot I on think, your green screen that you could, that could help entertain yourself? I think the possibilities are endless. Do you, are you talking about inserting myself into a movie or something? Yeah. I mean, if you would like to, well, I mean, I'll take suggestions, you... but I want, eventually I want to, um, uh, be a part of a world series championship celebration on field. Oh, that'd be awesome. There yeah, was like that, that one cool. guy. That one guy with the camera on the field. There was yeah. uh, Johan Santana through the the perfect the, game, the perfect game yeah. for them, or no header for the Mets. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there was that one guy, he was just in jorts and like a Joe Carter jersey. And he like went and celebrated with the and team. Yeah. And like every player's like putting their arm around him. Right. And he's like one of their own. Yeah. And then finally they're like, who the fuck is this guy? The next one that it takes some research and then I just don't want to get sued for copyright. I'm already worried about Warner Brothers. tracking. Well, that's, that's actually funny that you said that because, um, you know, like I said, it was my birthday this past weekend. So I had nothing better to do. So I pulled, I screen recorded um, the Usher, you don't have to call music video. And like the beginning of it where he's getting ready, I memed it to say me getting ready, me getting ready to go out when I know I'm quarantined. And it was doing numbers. I get hit up on Facebook um, saying Warner Brothers uh, believes you have stolen a cop like a copywritten. Please delete or file your claim. And I just deleted it all immediately. Are you serious? You yes. were about to get like Usher was coming after you. Yeah. Dude, he was coming after me, man. But that's funny. You got you know, right now we just gotta find stuff to stay busy. Well that that's what I'm saying. I if, if this were to leak out and I'm running through World War One, you know, protecting everybody from Corona. Um, I shouldn't be sued for that. No, I don't think well, so. No. If anything, you should be offered a role. Yeah, if anything, I yes. exactly. Definitely. Yeah. The one thing I want I want to get a baseline shot from an NBA game of like LeBron bringing up the ball and just like me defending him on a green screen. That's that's You got like, a lot of ideas here. Listen, no, the ideas yeah. are endless. Yeah, we I could sit here all day and I'll be pumping them out, but I can't show anyone uh in the public, I could just send it. Right, <laughs> you just gotta DM people. Mm-hmm. All right, last question, very last question. Give me one guy from the Mariners who you have been, because by the way, you know, once again, their system's loaded now. I'll give you my guy, Cal Raleigh guy, like the ball yeah, legitimately comes off his bat, a different sound, a different speed. He's my favorite guy to watch in that system but obviously you can go so many other different ways so tell me who you got who's the next like star yeah i mean it, the obvious choice is uh i'm gonna go with jared kelnick yeah i mean that's the obvious choice and i got to play with him for half a season and i mean you, you just watch a swing and you're like all right yeah no it's, yeah you're like it's just it's different so jared kelnick if number eight overall pick of the mets uh, Mariners traded Edwin Diaz for him and, and Cano and Cano. Um, and this kid casual <laughs> high school kid, like top high school bat taken. We couldn't figure out whether we hated or liked him the whole first spring training. Like this kid, like he would hit a home run. He would hit two home runs in a spring training game and like come back. We'd have a meeting later that day and he'd be like, 
yo, did you see my second home run? Went a mile. <laughs> and I like just look at him like, you fucking douchebag. And but it turns out like he is a hundred percent genuine. Like he right. He like and someone that does that, I can appreciate. Like right. That's how he is all the time. He doesn't turn it off. Right. Ever. He's not lying. He's like, you did hit the shit out of that ball. Like, yeah, <laughs> I can't call you a liar. Now I'm revisiting it. Yeah, you're right. But <laughs> no, I, I play with him. He was an unbelievable teammate. And he's just a guy that he wants to win so bad. And right. Have success so bad. And I enjoy playing with him. I like when If he gets out, if he just lines one at the wall and he's frustrated about it, you're like – he's pissed off about it and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go pl- keep competing. Cause he's so mad at, at the little things when he should be appreciating. I'm like the normal, like Justin Turner flies out four times in the game. So he had a good game. Right. On the kids, two home runs, but lines out once he's pissed off. Yeah. It, it's uh, he's unbelievable to watch. His swing is too sexy to even put into terms. Um, he, he's a, just a good teammate, good player. And he's going to probably well, would have been in the big leagues at some point this year. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. how good he is. At 20 years old, 20, 21 years old, he would have uh, debuted. There's no doubt in my mind. We'll definitely be on the lookout, you know. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's legit. And and now, for, to set the record straight, I do like him. I don't know if he likes me. I don't really care. Right. But I, don't think I, I, I think he told me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't that your roommate? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I hate you. I was like, all right. Well, that's good talk. Good talk. So we'll definitely have him on the show soon. Yeah, so we'll, yeah. we look forward to having him on. Uh, well, this has been fantastic. Great. Um, you are welcome anytime you like, my uh, friend. I want to be back. I want more. You, we might have to have like, a, like, oh, like the Brian Minute or something like that. Ooh, I, would, I would be down with that. I yeah, would we just call that. you up random time though. We don't. Yeah, know Asked to like pick up. We just, you just yeah. you come up with like hot, hot takes. And you just <laughs> yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> Funny or corny, real quick. And, like, and then and then just hang up. No. Oh <laughs> I am down for that. Yeah. You're like guys. I'm driving to the ballpark. We're like, all right, but real quick, just real quick. Guys, I'm about to go into pitch. <laughs> yeah. But hold on. You, you just you see uh, Ronda made that three. No. <laughs> like all right, have a good game. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good luck. Good luck. All right. Cool. Uh, good stuff. But, but thanks no, again, seriously. Brian. Yeah. And yeah, good luck with everything. You know, go Mariners. Obviously, it's actually, I, you know, like I said, uh, my boring birthday tour, as I was calling it, I whipped out the N64, which is way before both of y'all's times and played oh, uh, get out. way before. And I played Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. That Mariners team was ridiculous. So, Wait, is um, it Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest? No. See? You're younger. Had his own younger, younger. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I played Slugfest. I played Ken Griffey. So Randy Slugfest. Johnson, um, he had a fastball, slider, changeup, and super fast. His fastball was 98. His changeup was 90, and his super fast was 106. What? I love it. Yeah. Like I love. I love N64 yeah. games. You know, the, real, the realism's off the charts. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. Oh yeah. Are the most realistic. I'm, you know, I'm actually curious because MLB the show game. I wonder what my overall ranking is. It's got to. You're be, not in it. I gotta be like a 35. A 35 <laughs> <Okay>. overall. <laughs> oh, Orlando, man. you want to read the ads? The ad reads. Yeah. 
Yeah, we uh, once again, uh, we are brought to you by nobody. Um, so if you would like to advertise with us, uh, email believe at believe.com. Uh, you know, we'd love to uh, to partner up with anyone. Brian, you know anyone who'd like to advertise? Any? Yeah, Brian, hook us up with Jordan through uh, Michigan. That'd oh, yeah. be a great partner. You could get Jordan. Um, I, I know the hostess, like Twinkies. We could do oh, hostess Twinkies. I would be happy. Okay. Up with some Twinkies. Yeah. I love Twinkies. Yeah. Uh, one of my good buddies who he's uh, the president of Amazon. If we could, I could text him. President of the Amazon, like the forest? No, or not the forest. Amazon, like the company. Both. Okay. Yeah. Both. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you like to advertise with us, you like the show. If you have a sense of humor, you're definitely going to like this show. Uh, but yeah, email believe at believe.com. Uh, rate, subscribe, rate, review. We are on Twitter at orazo at the under at the underscore styles files styles with an i and brian why don't you give a shout out to yours too it's really complex it's at brian paul and at brian paul my name paul it's not p-a-u-l it's p-a-l-l how's my first name spelled uh b-r-y-a-n brian q language do you, do you know how annoying it is when i like people ask me to spell my name i have to clarify it's a y and it's two l's and then they're like that doesn't make sense i said yeah no it makes sense let's think about it yeah it does well, make sense yeah it definitely makes a lot of sense my last name is styles and you know everybody just spells it with a y and it's like it's an, it's an i you That's, know? Yeah, I'm not a porn star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, although you know, if this if nothing gets popping <laughs> soon, I might have to. This recession gets yeah. Real this bad. recession, I I will not cross anything off. You know, oh <laughs> man, it comes income. All right. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, this was uh, amazing. We appreciate it. Advertise, advertise, advertise. Thank yeah, you for advertise. Thanks, Brian, for taking the time. Uh, I hope your green screen acting career keeps going well. And whenever the baseball season comes back, um, we know you'll do great things. Everybody stay healthy in multiple ways. Um, and yeah, we'll talk to everybody next week. See you then. Peace. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.